0: The following is a paid commercial program and the views expressed are those of the speaker and do not reflect the views or opinions of iHeartRadio, its staff or management. Welcome back. It's time for another edition of Business Sense Radio with your host, Edward King. And now, you know, I always have wanted to say this, Edward. Now, from somewhere out there in the ether, here is your host, Edward King.
1: Well, thank you very much, Mark. You know, today, we are going to be focusing on the undelivered promise of education by the public school system here in America. You know, there is mountains of evidence that the quality of education here in California, which once was the best in America, is literally now ranked as number 48. You know, sadly, that ranking was before the school lockdown. So, you know, this has not been impacted by the uh, COVID flu. So, my concern is very simple. Every parent is or should be concerned about their child's education. You know, I know that parents are busy working and busy in their lives and we're running 15 different ways all at once, but they've been relying on the state to raise their children. Unfortunately, We're not really knowing what is going on at the school each day. You know, you send your children off to school thinking that they're being cared for, like when you went to school. Parents are sending their children to public school thinking that they're getting the same education that they did when they were children. And fortunately, that's not true. So parents are basically hoping for the best, not imagining that anything could go wrong. But unfortunately, as I've said, this is truly not the case. Terrible public school education is not a new problem here in California. <clears throat> the evidence is that the sheer drop in the quality and content of a- education is now infecting schools, districts across America. So it's not just local to our area. Instead of teaching children reading, writing, math, history, and so forth, teachers are literally boasting about teaching our children to be activists anarchist and atheist. The teachers union and school boards are inserting gender confusion even starting in first grade. Teachers are teaching children to keep secrets and not trust their parents, creating a breakdown in the family unit. Wrongly, teaching children what to think, but not how to think. Public schools have turned into re-education camps reminiscent of the Hitler's youth of the 30s and the junior spies that you read about in George Orwell's book 1984 even worse schools and politicians are converting and perverting the English language with what we would call new speak all but destroying our american culture it's radicalizing children when they're the most vulnerable good parents and good teachers we can't let this continue We must stand up against this. And I want to remind you, you need to take back control of your children. Don't forget, parents, you are the gatekeeper of your child's mind. And your child is your responsibility. Today's special guest is an educator. He is the author of a book, Learn for Excellence, How You Can Prepare Your Children for College and for Life. I recommend this book. It's an excellent book. He's also written because he is a computer scientist, also by trade, a book about telephone, telegraph, wireless, how telecom changed the world, and it's a book about the history of telecommunications. Dr. Lundy has a B.A. in mathematics from Texas A&M and a Ph.D. in computer science from Georgia Tech. Both are excellent schools. I personally know that to be true. He is a longtime professor, educator at the Naval Postgraduate School. But more to the point of today's program, Dr. Lundy is concerned about the quality of education for children right here in our community. In 2010, Dr. Lundy founded a Learn for Excellence. It's a mentoring school, and right now you can find it here in Salinas, California. And he helps and services our community. He developed an innovative method for teaching math Geography and the like for children. And he covers first through high school grade levels. And that's where we're going to start today. So let me introduce our special guest. Welcome, Dr. Bert Lundy. Hello. Thank you. And, to be he, here. and he brought along his wife, Minerva Lundy. Say,
2: hello. Hello. Good morning.
1: Great. You know, we've had a number of conversations. I've read your book and, um, you point out that schools don't teach what they should. Math, English, history, civics, etc. Tell us about that.
3: Yeah, thank you. And thank you for having me. And I appreciate your, your very nice introduction. Um, right. They don't teach what... I, schools should be teaching, in my view, math, English. And uh, that's the, the, the first two main subjects. But then you've got to add history. And civics and other areas like geography. geography. Yeah, Uh, we're 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 having a war right now. Well, I don't want to wander off the subject, but children. I've had children come in. In fact, I would say ninety percent of the kids who come into my tutoring business, Mm -hmm. and I kind of keep track of it. I have a question, and I have a Big Mac of California, and I say, "Where is Salinas?"
1: Oh, really? (laughs) And
3: many of them were born in Salinas and almost or live here, and about ninety percent. Cannot find it.
1: <laughs> wow!
3: This is a big map. It's like well, you've seen it. it's like three three feet by four feet.
1: Oh, it's bigger than that, yeah. Yeah. So you don't let them use the GPS on their phone no. to find
3: sleep. <laughs> in fact, I don't let them use their phones at all <laughs> when when they're in tutoring in, in
1: school, rule. right? And I think that's an excellent idea because you know the the way the world works now—iPhones, iPads, computers—is a massive distraction. Yes, and yes. they turn into zombies.
3: Right. I I, I agree, and I, I've i'm a computer science professor but Uh so you're actually
1: part of the problem then (laughs)
3: yeah things have they've gone too far
1: Uh, okay yeah so i believe that they're also in schools because this is the crux of the issue is that they're teaching false history is that true or is that just you know rumors that we hear That's true,
3: and it's and it's and it's happening all over the country, Mm -hmm. and it's happened right here. Um, We've had. um, It's hard to keep, you know. I I can't. keep track of exactly what's going on in every school. Yeah. But this is a problem going on all over the country. There's this this thing about 1619 Project mm-hmm. which is absolutely false history. Mm-hmm. And we've fortunately we have had a number of history professors speak out against it. Not enough yeah. in my view. I think some of them are afraid. Um, and we've got this very pleased. I ha- I've had students come in and bring this book by Howard Zinn okay it's 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 a twisted version of american history and it's become a bestseller and i it's just it's 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 tragic it's Mm -hmm. so do not read there's a a book i've mentioned to you a a couple of books uh by an author mary grabar who's a a scholar from uh, emory university Mm -hmm. and uh she's uh, demunking Howard Zinn and demunking the sixteen nineteen projects. So
1: well, it doesn't take much. I mean, to no, do it the doesn't my, take much. My but dog Grace.
3: The, the degree do. that, that yeah. they go is is just is shocking to me. The degree they go to to falsify our history and make it. Well, the people who do this. Hate America. Mm-hmm. They're trying to bring us down. Okay. There's no other. There's no other motivation for right. doing this. So let's yeah.
1: get back to you know. You're seeing children of what ages that come into your school?
3: Uh, well, I take one through twelve right now. Yeah. I have. I have. They go from fourth grade to ninth grade, and every grade in between. I have at least one or two kids in okay. all those grades.
1: So they're coming in, and I'm believing that their parents are the ones that are motivated to bring the children into your tutorial school right what are some of the evidence of the level or the quality of education that these kids are living with so let me throw out some really easy ones Uh, do you see any problems like with math and how are they doing with math coming out of the public school and what are you seeing and observing when they come in
3: Uh, it is it is it's unbelievable. I, it's hard for me to believe that I, I've had, I can give you, I could spend the whole hour giving you examples, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, I can, a few years ago, this is three, four years ago, yeah. I had uh, a couple of mothers bring me their sons. These were football players on Salinas High School football team. Okay. And they were big boys, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> they were like six two and 220 pounds each, and, and they were very nice young men. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I, That's no, the very well-mannered. yeah. But they came in and I asked one of them, well, I ask them both, you know, what is nine times seven? Mm-hmm. That's kind of a standard question I ask. Yeah. And these are 10, 11th graders okay. in algebra. And they couldn't, and they didn't answer correctly. <laughs> they mm-hmm. couldn't. And that, I've had that happen time after time after time. I've had very few kids who can even answer that. And we're talking about, this is stuff you should learn in the third grade in yeah. latest right. you know, third, fourth grade, mm-hmm. um, I ask questions like, uh, "What is one fourth plus one half?" You know, mm-hmm. very simple fraction, mm-hmm. and I have kids in the ninth, tenth grade can't do it. Right, and this even goes with private schools. I have now the, the, the when I have about half my kids, um, the parents are paying for them to go to private schools, and usually the kids from private schools are better mm-hmm. but they're still pretty sketchy yeah they're pretty behind in math
1: so, now why do you think that is i mean what what is what do you think is the cause of the fact that they're in 11th grade and they can't multiply seven times nine
3: well a couple of things um first of all the the teachers um are not well trained mm-hmm. um if you want to be a school teacher in this country, you you don't major in math. You may you have to major in education. Right. And I remember. I bet you remember. Well, I remember mm-hmm. when I was a student at Texas A and M many years ago, and there was a joke. I majored in math, and there was a joke that comes. You know, if if you want to, look, if you want an easy way to graduate, mm-hmm. is to major in education.
1: <laughs> Later on, it became communication. That was the the oh, next yeah, level. Yeah.
3: There's there's a a few of those. Yeah. But, uh,
1: well, you know, you and I have shared a couple of stories, and I, I shared the one about my daughter. I, you remember should that? tell them that. That's so, um, you know, my daughter is 42 now, and, and thank God that she had a family influence in terms of education and so forth. And so right now she's a lawyer. She works for Warren Buffett. So she's, you know, really... Has succeeded in life, but one of the problems that we found out is I had the experience, as I mentioned, it was the first parent-teacher conference at the beginning of 8th grade. Mm -hmm. She was in AP English, which is Advanced Placement English, and her teacher was the head of the English department. Mm -hmm. So, during this Parent-teacher conference. The you know after we did the tour and all of that, and she had written up on the board all of the exciting things that she was teaching, and you know her focus and her methods. <clears throat> and the the thing that was shocking was at the end, she asked a question: "That did any parent have a question?" And I foolishly, as I mentioned, raised yeah, my hand. Yeah. And I just simply said, "Did you notice that you misspelled the word adverb?" And um. She literally blew up right there in front of the class, kind of like a Will Smith type of slap, Uh and uh, said, we don't think it's important to teach spelling, and this was advanced placement English at eighth grade, and you know – the evidence that I had there was that teachers, just as you mentioned, were not skilled in what it was they were supposed to teach. They were skilled in being indoctrinated with, you know, this is the way we are as educators.
3: Uh, yeah, are more concerned about self, child's self-esteem yeah. and, and whether I, the child actually knows anything.
1: Right, and I think what you're pointing out is that... <clears throat> I can confirm that about spelling too. I, yeah. I have practically no no
3: child ever come into my system that can, that seem can even spell. close to right. his or her grave, grave Right. Novel.
1: And you know, the, the the funny story that I also shared with you is there's a school in Salinas called Alliance Career Training Solutions, and it is a testing center. And you know, it tests everything from doctors to you know, the FBI world and teachers oh, yeah, specifically. Yeah, yeah. And teachers have to pass these, what's called CBEST test, mm-hmm. And, you know, there's multiple levels and so forth that they go through. And one of the sad stories is, you know, we see all of these teachers and we see hundreds of them per year. And we're always amazed that the teachers fail the test. So they'll, they'll make comments, and one of the comments that's been consistent is that, well, I didn't prepare for the test. That's the teacher telling me why they, they failed. And it, it got to the point where it just prompted me to say, well, if you don't prepare for a test, how can you expect your children, your students right. – to have the attitude of preparing for tests or preparing for life. And they always kind of just blow that off with a kind of a snicker and a laugh. And, you know, that tells me two things. One is they don't take their job seriously. They don't take the knowledge seriously. You know, there's a difference between showing up as a teacher every day and performing than actually having that compassion and the knowledge combining those two things, the compassion for your children, the empathy necessary to teach them, and then having the knowledge to be able to teach them.
3: Yeah, well, I'm kind of old-fashioned. I mean, it's nice if they have a little empathy, but I want them to teach my kids what they're supposed to know.
1: <laughs> well, empathy doesn't mean just let them get away with stuff. Yeah, empathy yeah. is have the passion to understand how important it is for them to learn.
3: If you, if, in my view, if you care about a, a, your students... The most important thing you're doing for him is teaching him the th- stuff he needs to know for life, whether uh, in, such as math, English, mm-hmm. reading, and you know, in my view, math and English are the especially for the first five, six, seven years are mm-hmm. the most important things we should be getting into them. And I had in uh, some geography with that, and they love it. Yeah. But 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 I think I think geography is an important subject that they don't even try to teach.
1: Yeah, Um, it's sad. I mean, they don't even know that there's... My
3: kids can tell you, uh, I can take you out to the world map and they can tell you where Wuhan is. I bet most of the people out there, they can point to Wuhan, they can point to...
1: Excuse me, does Wuhan have a mask over it? (laughs) Face mask, you know, so you know (laughs) where it's at? (laughs)
3: You just gave me an idea. Maybe I should put that on the map. But no, then that would help them find it. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a dead yeah, giveaway. Yeah.
1: Now you know you had mentioned earlier about the sixteen nineteen project, and I don't want to get into that because it's it's a cesspool.
3: Yeah. But I agree.
1: But, it, the, but the end goal of that is, and you put this in your book that they're turning kids into being Marxists, right, and yes. being activists against and, their and, own and children,
3: against America to hate America. Yeah, and, and it, it is just is mindless. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and can you imagine? They're literally trying to teach kids that you live in a horrible place. You know, this is there's racism here. All white people hate you, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> uh,
1: we're white, right? So, and it's gotten to the point where racism against whites is anti-racism. And and that kind of leads yeah. me back to that newspeak that I was talking about earlier in our introduction. You know, mm-hmm. converting and perverting words and giving them new meanings well, That's to what leverage. Marxism
3: does. You right. just go back to 1984. Uh, one of my favorite books, unfortunately. it's I say unfortunately because it's coming true. It, it just is. took uh,
1: 40 years longer. <laughs> yeah, they had the date wrong. That yeah. was about all. The, the rest wrong. of it was wrong. It was right. Now... <clears throat> I'm grateful that you that you have this school because you. you know one of the things that motivated me to open the school that I was talking about mm-hmm. in Salinas ACTS is what I would go out and I'd talk to business owners before I started and I go what well, what is your number one problem that you're suffering education and it was I can't find any qualified. Prospects, you know, candidates for whatever. And, you know, I've watched over the years where my CPA exam has been dumbed down. Um, the, the law exam, the bar exam has been dumbed down considerably, along with everything else that we're talking about. So they, the,
3: They've been to uh, adjust the SAT because the...
1: Yeah, well, now they're eliminating it in the ACT because it's, you know, it's racist or something like that. Now... Let's get back to your kids because the most important thing that I want the audience to understand is that there's something that they can do about the poor education that, that their children are yes, being f- forced into. The number one thing is for parents to become alerted to this situation. Take
3: responsibility for their yeah, kids.
1: It, it would almost behoove parents to have a, like a test. And the test be associated to the grade level. So if you want to find out if your third grader, your fifth grader, or seventh grader is measuring up to where they should be, we should have this test that's available for them to download and for the parent to sit down and give it to the child, give them the appropriate amount of time, an hour, 30 minutes, whatever it is, for the parents to become enlightened, to recognize where the deficiencies of the education is and where their children stand, because if they knew that they'd that's be send, they'd be sending them that. all to your t- um, tutorial. If, if,
3: if you if you bring your child <laughs> into me with within a couple of a few hours with him or her, I yeah. can tell I can tell you, um, and that would you just that's a good idea. If We could do something like that and automate it so uh,
1: well, parents. It should can. just be something they yeah. can download. I mean, right now um, with all of this food shortages and fuel shortages and everything that we're suffering in, in the political arena of america you know there's downloadable list of being prepared Pre- prep you know it's like prepping type of thing do you have enough food You have enough water and so forth so that families can measure that my situation and my suggestion is we need to educate the parents to recognize the fact that their children are not getting the education and even if it was being, you know, parroted to them, they're not learning. Yeah. And then they're not learning. And, you know, not enough parents recognize that and then are active in solving the issue with their children.
3: Yes. And there, there's two, I see so much. To, parents just assume that if, if their child is passing their school, mm-hmm. that they're learning. Right. And I, I see that so much, and it's just, oh, I just, it just drives me crazy because I'm trying to tell them that, look, just because your son or daughter is passing his grade doesn't mean he knows anything.
1: Yeah, that's right.
3: And and so many times, too many times I have parents, they don't come to me until they think they actually get a failing grade mm-hmm. and, and something. And it's, if they're young, we can overcome that. But yeah. if you wait till they're 10th, 11th, 12th grade, it's really hard to overcome that in the time they have left Mm -hmm. they're supposed to graduate
1: all right so i want to go back to that story about the two football players their their moms brought them in their parents brought them in because what was it they they weren't going to be able to play or what yeah the the the
3: the 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 mothers are expecting them to get scholarships to college i mean they Mm -hmm. were obviously very good football players they were Mm -hmm. flunking algebra Mm -hmm. (laughs) so they weren't Eligible even play football, and uh, I had them. She brought them to me, and you know I tested them, and I figured that these eleventh graders they're about a sixth grade level in math, Mm -hmm. and so I I know it's urgent, but you know I can't teach five or six years Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. a a month. They they left them with me for a month or two, and then stopped.
1: Yeah, so they don't have the patience to recognize they have to overcome eleven years. Yeah. Of failed education, and it's—is it a pill? Can we just give these kids a pill? Yeah, you know, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's the way the no, no, parents are. Of course, are not pushing. all
3: parents are like that, but there yeah. are too many, mm-hmm. too many that don't understand and don't value education enough.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Right, and that, that's terrible. Now, one of the other things I had mentioned in my opening dialogue was that <clears throat> this effort to corrupt the minds of our children yeah. one of them is that with this sexual deviation and the harmful sex oh. education i mean we're reading about it but i don't believe parents are believing it yeah would I, you agree I
3: don't, I, I don't fortunately i don't know of, of a lot of personal
1: no not, not personal with your school
3: experiences with mm-hmm. that yet so far that i know of of course mm-hmm. they're telling the kids not to tell anybody. But uh,
1: that—that's the but, major but issue. We
3: know. We know there has been this one issue of the uh, in speckles, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know. No, you know, one of the things I say is if you know, if you hear about one case in the newspaper, there's probably ten more.
1: Yeah, right, or more. Now, how can people get a hold of your school? I mean, you know, what? What is there a phone number? Is there a website? Yes.
3: Yes, uh, we have a number and, and an email. Okay, eight three one five seven six seven six seven six. Let me see, and uh, that's a twenty four seven answering service with real people on the other end.
1: Okay, and so my that's 831 neighbors. Eight three one five seven six seven six seven six. Is that correct?
3: No, let me say it's eight three one seven five eight the middle three 7676 uh, let me tell you about that 7676 um, okay I wanted it to be 1776 but um, I couldn't get it mm-hmm. that's that's the year of our birth as a nation the Declaration of Independence was signed in 1776 Yeah. so the last four are 7676 mm-hmm. and uh, so 831 758 and my email is Bert Lundy my name B-E-R-T L-U-N-D-Y at macmac.com.
1: Okay. All right, we'll we'll repeat that later okay. on in the show. So what what we've established so far based on the fact that you get to see these children in real life, in real situation where yeah, you, you see you, they, you they can't spell, them. <laughs> you can't they can't spell, they can't do math. <clears throat> you know, it's no joke when you, I've been to stores and waited for a change and they the person the person not only could not make change, but they didn't even know where to read on the re, on the <laughs> register tape which button to push? what the yeah. change was. Yeah. You know, it says Give them back four dollars and one cents. They couldn't read it, they couldn't find it, and they didn't know how to count out four oh one. And these are adults working in a job. So you're getting an opportunity with your school, and parents have the opportunity with your school to if we can get that test up for them to realize the the dire condition that these children's minds are in and if they can get them in young enough second grade third grade fourth grade and so forth then the two of you have an opportunity to to turn that around but you can't do it in a month because it took 11 years for those two kids to have no knowledge of what they're going to do
3: i I, I don't you know, I don't believe in ever giving up. I was right. still going to work with those those boys, and, mm-hmm. uh, and we can do the best we can do. But yeah, yeah please don't wait till they're. You know that. Well, what happens in high school? You know, these yeah. kids are going to a football practice every day for two mm-hmm. or three hours after mm-hmm. school, and they're very busy. And you know, they need to work really hard mm-hmm. on their math, but they don't have time. Yeah, and
1: well, and they also don't have anybody assisting them. Yeah you know yeah. because if the parents aren't engaged in in their child's education and knowledgeable about where that is what's being fed to the kids and what they're lacking the children mm-hmm. which is the reason why we brought parents up the test need to
3: take responsibility for your kids yeah. that's that's so it what seems the message I would like to put out today.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You know, I as I have said for many years, you know, the parents are the gatekeepers of the child's mind. Yes. I mean, and the gatekeeper is the responsible position. Because in essence, as any good parent would say, when my child is into their twenties and and in essence they're leaving the nest, you don't want to send them out. With lacking the skills for their success, yeah. and that's the reason why we have drug problems in in America, is because the failure of preparation cre- creates despair in people's hearts, and and the way you can quiet despair is with the fentanyl and so on yeah. and so forth, and it's terrible. So, would you say categorically that schools are broken?
3: Yes. And is in it? Fact, I, I is said it, that in. Uh, I said that in my book. I th- uh, Yeah. And, and, and is
1: it beyond repair? There's,
3: in my opinion, it's 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 well, you know, if you have a car crash, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, no matter how bad it is, if you want to spend enough money, you might can fix it. But there comes a time when it's a whole lot cheaper just to throw it away and get another one. And, and, and I and, agree uh, with And that. yes, I think in if if I were you as a parent, you know, I can tell you, two of my kids actually, yes, pull them out. Avoid the – I wish many of the kids coming to me, their parents wouldn't avoid the public schools. I could mm-hmm. teach them better. Yeah.
1: Right.
3: <laughs> so, yes, I say – I I think the best thing we could do with the public school system is get rid of it and start over. Mm-hmm. Let, you know, there's – I'm not talking about charter schools. We you know that we have charter schools. We have homeschool possibility. We yeah. have tutoring like mine, and we mm-hmm. have – let's see, other private schools. Yeah. And, and the, there are good school teachers in the school system. They'll be able to find a job with the with the private schools or with the, yeah. the alternative. The thing this would do is good. It would be forcing a lot of parents to take responsibility for their kids, and there's mm-hmm. too many who don't, mm-hmm. in my opinion. It's,
1: well, I've – through the – recent couple of years, I've run into a number of families who homeschooled their children. Mm -hmm. Now, that is a massive burden because, you know, school is during the day, and you can't have a job as a parent and provides homeschooling. And
3: there's another issue. So many parents have come to think of the schools as babysitters.
1: Um, Well, that's pretty much all they are right now.
3: Well, yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, that's not the purpose of education.
1: Right. So... Yeah, i wonder how far back this transformation of education has been corrupted and the impact and the only thing i see is you know as i've mentioned there's that career training school that was in salinas and one of the major problems that it faced was everything you've talked about you know we had adults 30 year olds 40 year olds that you know couldn't string a a list of words together and make a sentence and you know with all spell checkers people can't spell and the thing that you pointed out the other day was well if the word pops up as a respelling is it even the right word that you want Mm -hmm. because if you can't spell you probably can't read the word yep and um you know, do they teach phonics anymore in school? Do you teach phonics in your school? We do. Yeah, go ahead, Minerva. You you do like the English teaching.
2: uh, We really make them read books. We don't use any devices. Okay. And also, we teach many values of this country, and we um, memorize um, many poems and... Every kid ended up to memorize the Declaration of Independence. So we do many things. We we try to have a variety of yeah events.
1: Because have. what you're talking about is teaching them how to read, but how to memorize, right?
3: Exactly. It, and as a part, that's not the part. only thing. But oh, yes, of course, they yeah. need to
1: learn to memorize. I mean, right? They have to stimulate it, I, I, their brain.
3: I've got a section of that in my book mm-hmm. and and schools have uh, completely abandoned that right including memorizing spelling
1: right <laughs> so right and and you guys are are kind of like the the finger in the dike like the old story was <laughs> before it cracks and breaks well i better get out of the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so it's broken beyond repair and you know the the end result is it's not a new issue as i was sharing no. you know we had 30 and 40 year olds and interestingly enough we were very fortunate that we had 4 to 6 months full time monday through friday to you know turn the boat around and get the ship going in the right direction and yeah. but one of the things that we heard and this is back to the whole thing that originated that is businesses were telling these employment agencies, not not this state or version of it or anything like that, that we won't hire anybody under 35. Mm-hmm. Because it's not only their lack of skills, you know, math, as you pointed out, reading, reading comprehension, writing, and so forth, but it's their, their work ethic is right. absolutely not void. You know, they just don't have a work e- ethic of showing up on time. You know, doing what they say they're going to do, not ask for a raise after tw- one day of work, right, and a promotion, and some of the silly things that you heard. But, you know, and we've pretty much talked about how bad the schools are, and we've talked about, you know, the forces that have led to this failure. We've talked about some simple math explanations. We've talked a little bit about the need for reading, writing, Spelling and so forth. Now, one of the fixes that the national educational people tried to bring into play was a thing called Common Core. Do you remember that? How'd that oh, work yes. out? What is Common Core? Does anybody know?
3: <laughs> well, I know a little bit because okay. I have some of the books. I'm not—I wouldn't claim to be an expert yeah, on it, but no uh, I've, I've had several students come in from the high schools, local high schools, and and they're getting taught uh, based on this. It's uh, personally, I don't—I think the old system was better. Mm-hmm. I think Common Core tends to scatter the subjects around. Uh, they'll they'll spend a week on uh, or a couple lessons on say geometry and then mm-hmm. they'll have a lesson on log, logarithms and then there'll be a lesson on algebra and it, it I don't think it's a very effective it was probably well done with good intentions but mm-hmm. I think the that's it's, it's not really a solution to the problem
1: do they teach them how to count with their, nickels, their knuckles <laughs> and fingers I mean that's what I heard
3: oh and, uh, that part I don't know I, I couldn't tell you I've just seen it <laughs> but, right. yeah uh, I, I don't. I don't think it's an evil thing, but mm-hmm. it, I don't, it's not. It's not a solution to the problem. The solution to the problem is to have better teachers and work hard and have discipline. Make kids do their homework, yeah. like you say, show up on time. I want to mention something. Uh, I like to uh, your show a couple of weeks ago. You talked about integrity, mm-hmm. and I think that's a big thing that's missing. If you on the top of every newsletter. Uh, we we have pr- my business, my business has or tutoring system has principles, and the first one is integrity. Mm-hmm. And I have kids memorize that. Uh, the the principles are integrity, discipline, respect, excellence, and responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I one of the things they have to learn is they have to learn that list, those mm-hmm. words, and they have to learn the definition. and the definition of integrity is absolute refusal to lie, cheat, steal, or deceive another person in any way. Mm-hmm. And I don't see. That's the A part. The B part is it's uh, it, it, a wholeness. It, you know, when it comes yeah. from the int- the word integer or one. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a positive definition which means you're you're staying true to your values, something right. like that. Right. But I, I I don't see that being taught anywhere in the public schools. Integrity or discipline means not just being spanking your parent, kids, mm-hmm. but, but it means having the uh, self. Self discipline, especially right? to mm-hmm. simply do what you say you're going to do, what and, you mean to do, and what you need to do, and wh- yeah, whether you feel like it or not. Right,
1: exactly. <laughs> now, you know what's what's very interesting about the education. We can go on for hours about how awful the teachers' union is and so on and so forth. But what I want to point out is it's interesting and and was exposed during the COVID shutdown where all the schools and the kids were sent home. But yet the elites, like the governor of California, Mm -hmm. his children were still in private school, still attending school every day. Continuing their education, and their education is different quality knowledge oh, yeah. information, and so forth than the the rest of us, the other ninety percent of our Californians and Washington state and Oregon, and you just name off the other forty nine fifty states there's got to be one that is still educating but what people don't recognize is with the I think lack... they're
3: a little better in Florida and Texas in the South. A little.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I can't oh. vouch. Well, Not I think too the, much for that. I think the number 50 is like Louisiana or something like that. But uh, well, I didn't say that. I said <laughs> Florida and Texas. Yeah, those are the better side. But, you know, what people don't recognize that it's obvious that the reason why the poor get poorer and the elites or the rich get richer. It's because the... Uh, Divide between the education that the elites are giving to their children
3: mm-hmm.
1: and the education that they're giving to the rest of us because the elites are in control the the power brokers of the world the politicians the dynasty politicians you know the involvement of the teachers' union and where the money is coming from to dumb down our our population get them Anti-American hate of America, which is just mind-boggling. That's like man standing on the end of a tree limb, cutting up the limb right next to the trunk of the tree. You know, mm-hmm. it just seems like it's going a direction yeah, of destruction. You know,
3: you know, often I I think I'm uh, um, a lot of my kids come from Salinas, mm-hmm. more of them, and some from Solidad and Hollister and around, and and I have parents come in, and I, and I just look at what's going on in this area, the whole Salinas Valley, Salinas, Soledad, Greenfield, King City, all of it. Mm-hmm. And, and you think, of all the kids going, the thousands of kids going to these schools, something I say to myself sometimes is none of these kids, not one, has a chance of a snowball in that yeah. place to, mm-hmm. to go to Harvard or, or even really any elite, mm-hmm. so-called elite personally I don't like Harvard because I know <laughs> but, uh,
1: but there's a lot of reason not uh, to like that these skills. highly
3: selection mm-hmm. and the what mean while the uh, as you say very wealthy elites are sending their kids to private schools from first grade mm-hmm. or even kindergarten yeah and we have a we have a couple of grandsons mm-hmm. you know and and my daughter and son-in-law are very well educated and they, they of course they're, they're very good parents and they they're taking care and and he's i have a grandson like three and a half four years old and he's already saying words that um speaking conversationally that mm-hmm. i have seventh, seventh eighth graders am I better than them yeah and it's just because he's growing up hearing it from from the time he was born
1: right and again it's parent involvement yeah and awareness parent involvement yeah um, so we also have talked off the air and and you know people have all the talk, been talking about school choice yes, we so you know we're, we're school choice is an issue we under- i understand Minerva that you were vastly involved with um trying to get something on the ballot right right and so you were out there chasing signatures, and you kept running into an interesting. Dilemma.
2: Yes, a school choice is just uh, every child deserves a choice
1: mm-hmm. of the
2: school they attend. It's, yeah. it's just a choice. It's, it's about freedom, and my moms, uh, many groups, they got involved in this um, bill, and we were outside asking for um, signatures. signatures.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It was everybody... Um, who understood what it's about, they were happy to know that and thankful us that we are doing this. Mm-hmm. This is just um, because uh, it, there is a waste of money uh, in in this school, so we, we can have a better uh, a better future for our children. Sure. That's, that's right.
1: the thing. So one of the things you had shared with me is that as you were going out and getting signatures to get it on the ballot, which will probably get on the ballot in twenty twenty four. At this point, you ran into an inconsistency between you know the population of people and the, that wanted to sign, believed in the value, and yet you were mentioning that there was a number of people like when we were visiting Carmel and you were trying to get signatures there, where they were absolutely resistant about giving an opportunity to the poor and underserved better education.
2: Correct. That was. Uh, um... I used to believe that maybe the uh, people not educated of this, um, um, they are not going to understand. Mm-hmm. But when they sign, I realize that everybody who loves their child, they have values and family are the ones who are sending that, yeah. that for this option. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was thinking and go to the schools and um, I mean, try this is the only way we can make a change in, in our uh, school system because yeah. God I can go and spend hours trying to convince teachers or whatever, it, it's a waste of, of time we mm-hmm. need take our hands and have mm-hmm. this um, in our hands and um, try to do something Yeah.
1: So, not to interrupt, but Dr. Lundy what is the misconception about school choice? I mean, what do parents not understand about, you know, how school choice works and, and what the benefit will be?
3: Um, okay, one, one thing that I think maybe was happening in Carmel mm-hmm. was that the, the, I think you even had somebody say to you, oh, we have good schools in Carmel. I don't want those kids from Salinas coming over to Carmel. Okay. And that's not what this is about mm-hmm. uh, the, the the school choice does was not going to change the school system It's not going to say okay the people in seniors can go to Carmel High School
0: mm-hmm.
3: it's about letting them have the money which is allocated to Each for student. their child mm-hmm. Each student. and not given to them but put into account that they can use for private schools mm-hmm. or vocational schools mm-hmm. or in for college
1: mm-hmm
3: Uh, Okay, so so the the facts of the matter, it's not a matter. It doesn't do anything to the public school system.
1: Yeah, so it's not like busing back in the 60s. So, what School Choice does is it provides for every student basically a $14,000 like voucher, we'll call it, just that Mm -hmm. this money sits in the account that they. Parents can choose a private institution or vocational school or whatever, depending on their age, obviously, because it starts in first grade, correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then they can, the parents can choose what school to send them to. Right. That money then gets sent from basically the state or federal mandated account into the school and allows the expenses to be paid. But the money is by choice the parents to send them to the school that would benefit them. Now, if that money is available, it is every year from first to twelfth grade, correct? Yep. And any money that's not used for the cost... Accumulates. Accumulates and can roll into college, which basically, who are going to take advantage of this? Is it only poor people or is it available to... To everybody.
3: It's everybody.
1: Okay, so it doesn't discriminate.
3: Two of my sons to a private school and it would have been great. It would have paid most of the cost of that. Yes. And then if if you don't spend it if you're not using the public school system, the money accumulates. And yes, then you can use it for college after they graduate from high school mm-hmm. uh, up up until age 30 and, and at that point if you haven't used it it just goes back to the state
1: right so in essence what we what we're being able to say is the benefit of this is helping the basically the underserved because of the poor education yeah. that they're being yeah. sent to giving them options right which seems like the whole desire of the progressive left right? I mean, they want to make everybody equal, equity, and all of that kind of stuff. So why are they the ones that are most against school choice? What what is it that these people talk out of both sides of their mouth, basically? Oh, we want equity, but we're not going to support it when it comes to undermining who? The teachers union, right? And and the current public school system, which serves their purpose to undereducate, to turn these children into drones, to confuse them sexually and make them all pick one of the 46 different genders that are now listed in the state of California.
3: Well, I, I think you've, you've we've, we've hit it on it. I, mean, I think the whole purpose of the public schools is to dumb down kids and mm-hmm. not just dumb them down, but to turn them against America. To confuse them. They want to destroy the family. That's what all this sexual stuff is. Yeah. They're trying to mess kids up and turn them into transgenders or gays or confuse them so that they don't want to get married or have a family when they grow up. Uh, so if you want your children to have grandchildren, you want to have grandchildren, you, you should think about this.
1: Yeah, right. So, yeah. Well, it's very, very serious. And unfortunately, we're, we're really down the road on this. Yeah. You know, uh, as I said, even back... Well, if my daughter, is, we figured it out, what is it, 30-some years ago or something like that, that eighth-grade story about yeah. the can't spell, don't need to spell. And if, if we don't give tools to parents and options to parents, there's really no hope. There, and my other concern is I'm hoping that if this thing ever gets passed here in California, because it is being passed in other states. Yeah,
3: it is already happening in some other states.
1: Other yeah. states are are wisely moving forward. California is always behind mm-hmm. in terms of treating the needs of its population that's the reason why people are leaving california it's the reason why yeah. california crime is just rampant and crazy and there's so many other issues we can talk about in that regards but i'm hoping that it, i'm, I'm okay. hoping that it will um encourage parents to start taking control of their children's education even our conversation today i'm hoping educates people um more so For our community here in the Salinas Valley, as well as Marina and, and, you know, Prunedale, it's not limited to the Salinas Valley, is to understand a a tool that they have, which is your school. So, I wanted to mention again, so the name of your school is Learn for Excellence, Uh right? Learn for Excellence. And you've been operating this since 2010, I believe?
3: Yeah. And so I guess one thing I wanted to say to yep. all the parents out there if you, whether you could actually come into my tutoring business or not, you can get the book, and the mm-hmm. book will give you a guide of how you might uh, design a system for your children. And I also have a newsletter I wanted to mention, mm-hmm. and everybody listening to this is welcome to that newsletter. It doesn't cost anything. Mm-hmm. It's, and I, Talk about all this stuff we're talking about. It, I, I tell you about the tutoring system and yeah. uh, and the and the problems with the education system. So you can call that same number mm-hmm. uh, I mentioned 831
1: 758 7676 and get signed up for the newsletter. Yeah.
3: You need to leave, uh, uh, you can either leave a message and I'll call you back or you mm-hmm. can leave your name and address and say, send me the newsletter. Yeah. And I'll send it to you for, say, three months, and if you're happy with it, you'll keep on getting it.
1: Okay. Sounds, and, uh, sounds good. Now, uh, we want people to start questioning the level of education for their children. So, I had mentioned, and maybe I put my foot in my mouth about this, if you could create a kind of like a, a – a test of some sort that parents can give their different levels, maybe do third grade, do fifth grade, and eighth mm-hmm. grade, or something like that, just those three cutoffs. I'll help get this thing distributed. You know, we have thousands and thousands of um, contacts throughout uh, the community, Monterey County. And um, do you have a website? Yeah. Okay, so we should help you get it as a PDF download. For
3: excellence.com learn
1: learnforexcellence.com.
3: Learnforexcellence.com. It's kind of old-fashioned, but it does have information.
1: Okay, all right, so uh, we'll get to you there on that. And it's, it's no different than the prepper type of test. Uh, is your family prepared for the potential food shortages, fuel shortages, electric shortages? This is more specifically, are you prepared to recognize the shortages of your children's education? education? education because once the parent recognizes or the grandparent recognizes it then they should get activated to do something and today what we're sharing is a tool of doing something which is learn for excellence it is a tutorial school right here in the salinas area but in addition to that the book which means you can get this helpful information some guidance when you're living outside of the immediate area being able to go to this tutorial school you have your newsletter which will help them and give them information on a month to month basis right mm-hmm. now your newsletter if i remember correctly is mailed
3: yes so yes. they actually
1: have to read it <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, yes so i i need a, a a mailing address for that i don't i do not send that out on the internet yeah. uh, for several reasons right yeah
1: and the web, the website is learnforexcellence.com that's correct. Okay, yes. and excellence is spelled E-X-C-E-L-L-E-N-C-E for those that might throw an A in there where it doesn't belong. They went to our schools. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and, and I'm not joking. The, the reality is we've become so dependent on spell checkers. Mm-hmm. That even adults who have um, you know did, yeah used to know how to spell don 't spell the other thing too, and we didn't mention it because you have a math background, and I used to have a math background, but one of the joyful things that we had as a tool was a thing called a slide rule oh, yeah. and i don't think, i don 't think anybody knows what a slide rule is I and don't know yet if you can buy one anymore and, and yet when we were sending Gemini and Apollo into space and onto the moon they were using slide rules to do that
3: yes, right yes
1: yeah and they were uh,
3: just about the time we were uh, or i was a senior in high school was when they were just kind of still in fashion but just going out mm-hmm. and getting replaced
1: well that's because yeah. hp came out with that calculator mm-hmm. and then when they did one with the functions for I don't know, I think it was a four hundred dollar calculator in those days. Now it's ten. <laughs> now it's ten. That's when Casino or Casio came in and threw out yeah. that ten dollar one that could do the four basic functions. So Minerva, do you have anything that you want to just share before we wrap it up? Here we got thirty seconds.
2: Yes, I would like to tell the people: this culture is coming. Wait for for them, and we are working very hard to make it happen.
1: To get it on the ballot, yes. So keep your faith up, and parents, wake up.
2: If it's not this time; it's next time. But yeah. we will do it.
1: Yeah, no worries. And so petitions will be available. And um, Bert, what what would you like to close out with?
3: Well, I'd like to thank you for having me, and I. But especially to all the parents, please listen to what we're saying. You know, the, take responsibility for your kids' education. Don't trust the schools don't trust me even i mean don't trust anybody to fi- find out if you want your child to have a future you need to take care of it if all the parents do that if they would or even most of them then we would be better we off. can overcome this problem yeah.
1: and again the phone number is 831-758-7676 and the website is learnforexcellence.com and parents wake up let's get back on board with being the gatekeeper of our child's mind
0: And that's Edward King's Business Sense Radio for this week. We invite you to join us again next week at this time for another edition of Business Sense Radio with your host, Edward King. The preceding was a paid commercial program and the views expressed are those of the speaker and do not reflect the views or opinions of iHeartRadio, its staff, or management.